Well, yes, folks, yesterday was the first day of Lent. So whether we're supposed to be coming in with sackcloth and ashes and misery, no doubt most Christians would qualify for that. My suggestion for Lent is a happy face, a scrub up, and positive thoughts about God. So if you're looking for misery, don't come here. Matthew's gospel is the Jewish gospel. And it delves into the Jewish understanding of the Messiah and his coming. It's deeper than you think. And it is concerned with how that Messiah would be facing, in the end, a sacrifice of himself. In fact, he was the servant of sacrifice. And so it's not surprising that in parts of Matthew where Jesus teaches, there's a chord of preemptiveness about his own future. He wants to share that with his disciples and he wants to equip his disciples with a means by which they can strengthen their faith. The whole point of following Jesus Christ in Lent on the 40 days based upon the wilderness experience is to deepen our inner selves, not the externals, but the inner self. It's about that quiet, small center, that precious part of us which we crucially need to look after and protect. We need to nurture it. And Jesus talks about going into your own room closing the door and thinking and praying. And in that action, drawing closer to God. And in a sense, every Eucharist is a withdrawal into a room and closing the door. And one of the reasons why the celebration of Holy Communion is not primarily an evangelistic tool but a tool of deepening individual faith through the sacrament is because there's a privateness about it. It's vulnerable. You don't throw it out to the ravens. You bring it to those for whom there's a desire to make that journey inwards. And I would suggest that our priority for Lent should be making that journey into the interior of ourselves learning that still, small, silent voice which somehow gives us the conviction to go on in trusting God. And here, in Matthew 6, we have the tool by which to make that journey. And by the way, you notice Jesus doesn't say, and if you feel like praying, you go into your room, and if you feel like doing this, he says, when you pray, the expectancy is that each individual person seeking God will learn to turn their thoughts into prayer, will learn to listen as well as speak. And in that wonderful prayer, which we euphemistically call the Lord's Prayer, it is the personal prayer of Jesus Christ, we're given the marks of the way forward 
for Lent. And so I want to point to those marks briefly and ask you if you consider them as part of the way in which you're preparing yourself for the great triumph of Good Friday, because Good Friday is where the triumph happened. The triumph was on the cross, not in the grave. The grave proved Good Friday. But the fight was in Jesus giving himself to his Father on Good Friday, and that's what he's asking us to do. So this is then how Jesus says we should pray. And I suggest that you have before you Christ on the cross himself on Good Friday as you use these words. This is what I suggest you do. Think of the image of Jesus on the cross and above him the name written of who he was, Jesus of Nazareth. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. There's his name on the cross. It is this Jesus who takes us through to Easter Day. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. A crown of thorns marks his kingdom. Ugly thorns pressing into his head reminding us that the kingdom of God is costly and it costs Jesus Christ his life to give it to us. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. What do you see? The hands of Christ open on the cross. Open for us, wounded, but the hands which give us bread and wine and the bread of life. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. What does Jesus do on the cross on Good Friday? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Our attitude to each other should be one of forgiveness. Forgiveness. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then you finally come to the bottom of that figure on the cross. Two feet strapped together with an iron nail. Feet that have spread throughout the Holy Land in healing and love and walking to save and listening and carrying the body of Christ eventually to be destroyed or so people thought. Deliver us from the evil one, Lord. Take the nails out of our wounds and change us. So this Lent, ask Christ to be at the center of your life. Listen to his words. Look at his body on the cross and try and say, this Lord's Prayer, each day, quietly with the image of Christ in front of you, offering that prayer to God as a means of your own salvation.